What is going on, everybody? What is going on? It is your boy, Darian, and I am officially here saying that this is the Darian Hopkins Show. Where it be sports talk, where it be entertainment, where it be anything that's going on with sports and entertainment world, we will be doing it right here on the Darian Hopkins Show. So if this is your first time ever being here, right here at the Darian Hopkins Show, we highly suggest that you subscribe, hit the bell button, and get the latest news on all entertainment and sports news as well. So I really appreciate you coming by the channel, and we'll see you on the other side. Peace.
Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. It is your boy, Darian. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen, and we are live for another Darian Hopkins show. I am your host, Darian, of the Darian Hopkins show. I am having some issues with my camera right now, which I don't know what is going on with my camera. Hopefully we can get this thing up and rolling. I don't know what's going on, but we are in the building, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the building. Let me see if I could get this um get this going here. I know my layouts is all messed up here. So, um yeah, shout out to everybody that's in the chat, man. Shout out to everybody that is here. Shout out to everybody that's in the building for this actual show, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm happy to be here, y'all. I'm happy to be here and to get everything um, back intact, back is screwed with stuff here. But happy Friday to everybody. Happy Friday. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another great show. And we have um we have uh the Anchor Think podcast, the owner of it, which is Dennis Holmes. He will be here at 645 Eastern. So you do not want to miss that. And we have some other things going on too, man. We have some other things going on. We have some few topics. Talk about Eric the enemy becoming the new offensive coordinator for the commanders. Derek Carr is visiting the Jets. Um, we're gonna talk about Adam Silver. Uh, in his when it comes to the referees getting punishment and we're going to talk about the elimination chamber y'all the elimination chamber is definitely going to be there and um elimination chamber this weekend all-star basketball is this weekend as well i'm not going to get too much to all-star weekend because y'all already know how it goes down for the all-star weekend a lot of festivities going to go on um the nba all-star weekend but let's get straight into the nitty-gritty man and we're going to get right into a few topics but before before we do that, just to let y'all know, we are a partnership with SeatGeek, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are a partnership with SeatGeek. So if you want to go to any NBA, NFL, NHL, baseball, any sport and event, no matter if it's your favorite sport or your favorite team, anything of that nature, or you want to go to a favorite concert of there as well, make sure you go to SeatGeek.com, and then when you get to your checkout, use the promo code S. RT for your first $20 off on SeatGeek. So make sure y'all go over there. And if you love your favorite team and you love to go to concerts and you love to go to sporting events, make sure you go to SeatGeek. I'm sorry, SeatGeek.com. And when you go to checkout, use the promo code SRT. Thank you so much, y'all. And just to let y'all know, another link that's in the bio as well, make sure y'all go check out fanatics.com and go get your gear. Right now, it's free shipping on fanatics.com because the, the Darian Hopkins show is now partnered with Fanatics. So if you want to use the link in the description to make sure you go get your favorite sports team hat, gear, T-shirt, jersey, bike, sunglasses, whatever you need to get, whatever you need to get, make sure. Make sure you go to fanatics.com and get that. Make sure you hit the link in the bio. That is the affiliate link for the partnership of the Darian Hopkins show. But like I said before, man, at 645, we will have the Ignorant Thinkers podcast. We'll be coming on. My guy, Dennis Holmes, will be talking about his podcast and how he grew it and how everything that went on in that nature. So make sure y'all tune in and stick around for the Darian Hopkins show. But we're going to get into some hot topics of today we only got four topics because we have my guy dennis holmes coming in from the anchors uh the ignorant thinkers podcast but we only have four topics today y'all and the four topics are ladies and gentlemen 
is Eric B. Enemy, y'all. We heard the news. We heard the news about Eric B. Enemy, ladies and gentlemen. We heard the news that Eric B. Enemy will become and agree to a multi-year deal with the Washington Commanders. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. The Washington Commanders, ladies and gentlemen. So after helping the Kansas City Chiefs win the second Super Bowl in a Super Bowl title in four seasons, Eric Bieniemy is leaving leaving for the Washington Commanders, according to NFL's network Tom Pelissero. Bieniemy agent confirmed that the client and the Commanders agreed to terms to a multi-year contract on Friday to become the offensive coordinator and the assistant coach for the Washington Commanders. Now, despite being the Chiefs' offensive coordinator and for each Patrick Mahomes five seasons as a starting quarterback, Eric Bieniemy has been unable to land a job head coach as a head coach, and it was five teams that had head coaching vacancies this offseason. The Indianapolis coach was the only one who confirmed that interviewed Eric Bieniemy. 53-year-old was interviewed at least half of the 32 clubs, of the 32 clubs, yes, that are past four years about becoming a head coach. So when it comes to Eric Bieniemy, right, and I'll be completely honest, there's a lot of things that's overhauling the reason why Eric Bieniemy has not gotten a head coaching job. Number one, he's a minority. Let's keep that. Let's keep that real. He's a minority that has better winning records than a lot of these head coaches have in the NFL. So that's another reason. Number two, he did have a domestic violence case that, you know, that he was hitting on a woman. So I don't know the whole full story about that, but I know that actually hindered him when it came to getting a head coaching job. And number three, he had some, I heard that he was cursing in his interviews when he wanted to try to get a head coaching job. I don't know how true that is, but Eric B. Enemy deserves a head coaching job in the NFL. He deserves it. And I think they they, they, they pulling a Mark Jackson on Eric B. Enemy. They're blackballing him. I don't care what nobody said. They're, they're, they're completely blackballing Eric B. Eric B. Enemy. The guy is a good coach. He's 52 years old. He won two Super Bowls, Patrick Mahomes. And I understand. I completely, completely understand what's, what's going on with him. I completely, he, yes, he, yes. He, I, I, I know he's a game planner. I know that he's the guy that sets the game plan up for Andy Reid, for Andy Reid to call the plays. Because I know Eric Bieniemy is not calling him. I know that for a fact. He's not calling the plays. But as a black man that won two Super Bowls with a black quarterback and has a winning record more than some of these NFL players, that's an issue for me. For him to not land a head coaching job with all the vacancies out there, especially the Indianapolis Colts, the only one that interviewed him, and they went with Shane Stison, the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles that really have not proved themselves. That's just me personally. But I think the reason why he's not getting the head coaching job because it's not many black coaches getting head coaching jobs in the NFL. Y'all notice that, right? Mike Tomlin is one of those guys that you see majority of the time. Mark Tom, Mike Tomlin is, 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 is one of the solidified black coaches in the NFL. I mean, Ron Rivera is not really black. I mean, I think he's Puerto Rican or Dominican or something of that nature. But you don't see many black coaches in the NFL. You see what they did with Lovey Smith after one year being in Houston? They didn't give that man a chance. 
you know, Robin Slayer is one is is another one that that did get a head coaching job. But see, the progress after the first year, they might get Derek into that. Oh, they might get their car. In 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 and and another reason is this, right? Another reason is this, is that. Um, Eric B enemy at the same time, my, my issue with the NFL, the guy, Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles is not successful. I'm not a big fan of Todd Bowles. He's a great defensive coordinator, but he's, he's a terrible head coach. He's a terrible head coach. I'm not a big fan of Todd Bowles as a black coach, as a, yes, as a, as a, as a coordinator, give him the defensive coordinator anytime. I, I would love to have him, but to have him as a head coach, you see what the Buccaneers did this year. Yes, I understand they went to the playoffs, but they was what six and ten, six and nine when they went to the playoffs. Like that's 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 not a great head coach to me. You were just in a terrible division. So that's 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 what I'm saying. So with, with Eric Bieniemy going to the Commanders, I like the fact that he's going to be an offensive coordinator and an assistant head coach. I like that because now. He has full control of the offense without any, without any Andy Reid behind him. And this is a test for Eric Bieniemy because now you don't know who your quarterback is. Taylor Heineke is a free agent. Carson Wentz is a bum. And you got Sam, I think you got uh, Sam Howell. Sam Howell played good down the stretch for the commanders last year. He did. He sure did. I, I can agree to that. But I don't know if he's the quarterback if you want to win right now. If I am Eric Bieniemy, I'm re-signing Taylor Heineke, or I'm going out to get a quarterback. I'm or not even get a quarterback in the draft. You're going out to get something. But if I'm the commanders, I'll go with Heineke before any of them. Because I'm a big fan of Taylor Heineke. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Taylor Heineke. And I think Eric Bieniemy could really tap into his potential. I really think so. Ron Rivera can literally just focus on the defense. Of the commanders, because commanders have an okay defense. They're not that bad at, on the defensive side of the ball. It's just that their situation is a quarterback. Is it Carson Wentz? Is it Taylor Heineke? Is it Sam Howell? It's one of those three. I don't think it's going to be Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is going to be out the league in the next couple of years. I think he is. I think he will be released in the next couple of years, in my opinion. So, congratulations to Eric Bieniemy. You're not alone. You're no longer in my division anymore. So I take that. <laughs> I take that. You're no longer in my division. You got to put up with the NFC East now. They have good defenses. So when it comes when it comes down to it, it's going it's going to be fun to watch. It's really really going to be fun to watch. So Eric Bieniemy is the new offensive coordinator and the new assistant coach for the Washington Commanders. Speaking of the AFC West. Let's talk about it, y'all. You know I got to bring up Derek Carr. Y'all know I do. Every show is always some Derek Carr news. Y'all know this. It's always some Derek Carr news. So, the former Las Vegas Raider Derek Carr will be visiting the New York Jets this weekend. Pretty interesting stuff here. So, the free agent quarterback Derek Carr will visit the New York Jets, sources tell ESPN. Now, the Carr, Derek Carr was released by the Las Vegas Raiders, as we know, on Tuesday, after the veteran quarterback declined to waive his no-trade clause just before the $40 million of his contract 
would have become guaranteed, which we know that as well. Derek Carr will turn 32 years old in March, will hold virtually every Raiders passing record ever in that franchise. He passed for more than 4,000 yards, four of the five pass, four of the five seasons. Carr is 63 and 79, 63 and 79 as a starter after being selected in the in the second round of the 2014 NFL draft out of Fresno State, which Devontae Adams went to as well. Let me say this about a lot of people in the Raider Nation because I did put this on my other channel, which is the Spotlight Football Talk. And it was stated that, oh, Derek Carr can't play in the cold. I understand he does not have a winning record in the cold. But that's what happens when you play majority of the games on the West Coast. You only go to the East Coast a certain amount of times as a West Coast team. You don't see a lot of West Coast teams go to the East Coast and play like nine, get eight or nine games on the East Coast. You just don't see that. You don't see that in the NFL. So with me, okay, Derek Carr can't play in the cold, but I bet you if he's there all year round, he'll learn how to play in the cold. He has a running game. He has a good offensive line. He has some young receivers on the outside. He has a good, he has a top 15 defense with the Jets. I'm not saying that he, he will sign a contract once he leaves, but for me, the Jets are a quarterback away. They're a quarterback away from being a good team. That's they 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 won seven games last year because they had stability with Mike Davis. Mike Davis was not, he got hurt and then it went down the stress again. I'm not a believer in Zach Wilson. And, and, and Mike Davis, I think he's good. Don't get me wrong. But is he better than Derek Carr? No. He's not better than Derek Carr. So if you look at all the quarterbacks the Jets went through, through Mark Sanchez, through Sam Darnold, to so many other quarterbacks that, that, that they went through since the Joe, since the Joe Namath era. They went through so many quarterbacks since the Joe Namath era. And I feel like if he comes out with a contract, I think if Woody comes out with a and signs Derek Carr this weekend, everything would be everything would be like, oh, Derek Carr can't play in the cold. We'll, we'll see. I would not be surprised, and I'm a Raiders fan saying this, I would not be surprised if the Jets has a better record than the Raiders this upcoming year. Because right now, as far as the Raiders go, we don't know what's the solution at quarterback. The Jets was well looking at Aaron Rodgers, but he's on this dark retreat. He's just messing with y'all mind. Oh, if he wants to play or not, knowing that he's getting paid $58 million this year, if he does play. So Aaron Rodgers is on a dark retreat right now. And the Raider Nation is like, oh, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Me personally, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. But I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. I'm just not doing it. I'm not putting my eggs in one basket. It's just, it's just not happening that way. It's, it's just not right for me to be like, okay. Okay, we just going to put our eggs in one basket for 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 Aaron Rodgers and forget everybody else that's on the market, even the draft. I'm not doing it if I'm the Raiders organization. If I'm the Jets organization and I want to win now and I know I have a chance to win the AFC East with Derek Carr, because you know when the Patriots got Mac Jones, the Bills got Josh Allen, the Jets will have Derek Carr, and that last team um in the AFC East. I keep forgetting that last team. So it's Jets. Patriots, Bills. I keep forgetting that fourth team. I keep forgetting that fourth team, but whatever. That doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I'm getting a brain fart about that. 
So it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I like the Jets with Derek Carr, but me personally, I still say the New Orleans Saints is the best team for him. I still say the New Orleans Saints is the best team for Derek Carr. That's just my personal opinion. I think they have the best weapons outside of whole, the whole Alma Kamara being indicted today. They still have Michael Thomas. They still have Chris Olave. They still have a good defense in New Orleans. And he's he's cool. He, he, he was coached by Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie drafted him. So I think that would be a good fit as well. But if he likes the Jets better, I would take that. I would take that. And Tiffany, I will get to that question once I get through these topics. I will get to that. Um, I'm going to let you in, bro. I'm, I'm going to let you in. I'm gonna let you in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get through these topics real quick, though. I mean, if you want, I mean, if you want to come in right now and talk about them with me, we could do that as well. Okay, say no more. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, he wants to come on early. He wants to come on early. He wants to talk his talk with me, like he do on his channel on the Ignorant Thinkers podcast, one of the award-winning shows on YouTube and across the globe. I got my guy here. Let me just see if I could get him up in here real quick. Just give me one second because I'm having issues right now trying to get you up here. Um, I don't know why I'm having this issue right now. The only thing that Card needs to work on is playing in cold weather games. Okay. Okay. For some reason, let me... Oh, man, I don't know what is going on. Let me see if I can add you another way. Give me one second. I'm having issues with my, 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 oh, okay. It should let me do it now. There it go. There it go. And we have my guy. I'm in, a, I'm here. in the building. Finally, we got you in the building for Inner Thinkers Podcast. My boy, Dennis Holmes. What is going on, brother? What's up? Hey, hey, baby, listen, I was sitting here and I was listening to you and I was like, oh, man, he got to let me on. First first thing I'm going to say is um, thank you all to everybody that's watching, man, and thank you for having me on the show. Um, I was hitting buttons earlier and I was like, no, I can't get on. I, you know, I was trying to get on from a different device and I was like, no, let me switch to my old device over the old face <laughs> and get right on. And I heard you over there talking about the AFC East, the fourth team you talking about was the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins. I couldn't get I couldn't get it through my head right now. I'm thinking I'm like, saying. okay, what is that team? Like I had a brain fart, so don't mind me. Man. I, had a brain I don't think that the Saints is a better fit than him going to the Jets. I think him going to the Jets is a veteran leader with that young squad. Where where it's crazy with the Jets. You don't have to do a lot with the Jets. That's why when I when I heard they was getting Aaron Rodgers, I was like, Aaron Rodgers don't throw more than three touchdowns a game. But they running game so good at the Jets, he's gonna be perfect. Derek Carr is another guy right there. Three, listen, all he gotta do is hand the ball off for real, for real. He ain't gotta do much. Just don't get a game away. That's the reason that Zach Wilson looks so bad. He gives the game away. Mike White has a problem staying healthy. Mike White, I thought I was saying Davis is Mike White. I don't Mike know, White has a problem staying I'm healthy. I'm thinking about my Raiders, man. Don't mind me. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm here. That's what, I, that's what I'm here for, baby. That's what I'm here for. And uh, and Joe Flacco, I just I feel as though he's too old. He's too yeah. old to beat it. That's how this is how I feel. But the the Jets, the, I'm with you. The Jets are a quarterback away. They now are. either they either they take a chance now, uh, and I got to get Joe Douglas's props, man. This dude had four four picks in the top fifty last year, right? Mm 
His first his first pick was Sauce Gardner. His second yeah. pick was Garrett was Garrett Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. His third pick, I think he got the ball Jermaine Johnson or Jeremy Johnson. Don't quote me on the name. But his fourth pick was Bryce Hall. Right. Like and and two of them dudes won offensive defensive play of the year. But Bryce Hall was right there in that conversation right before he got injured. Bryce right. Hall. Bryce Hall, Bryce Hall. Yeah. Either one. I I get I, I know who you talk about. Yeah. Right. I'm just I, I the Jets are literally a quarterback away. And I'm and I'm 100 percent with you. That's a nice young team right there. I, Derek Carr going there and they ain't got to pay him that all that money either. They give him a whole new contract. I love it. I love it. That's a but cheap my, way to do but, it. But my, but my thing, my my only issue with 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 the Jets, like 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 people were saying, I'm giving Derek Carr a shot because he has not won a game in the cold in his career. So I'm oh. giving him a shot because, like I said before, he played on the West Coast all his life. So that's that's been hanging over his head in his career that he has not won a game in the cold when he went to the East Coast. And I and I not actually oh, witnessed. I was about to say, didn't he beat Kansas City? I know he beat Kansas City. Yeah, but Kansas City, he didn't beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Damn, I thought he yeah. did. He didn't. It was it when it hold up. Well, Kansas City is not really considered the East Coast. It's really considered the Midwest. That's not an East Coast team, but I was—I—I I, I heard you say cold first. Yeah, but, like, you know, cold. But they say, but when they say cold weather, they really number one. They really consider the East Coast more than anything. But I mean, he did beat the Kansas City Chiefs, but that was earlier in the year when he had Henry Ruggs when it was still warm. It wasn't cold when he beat Kansas City. I know okay. a game you're talking about when right. when they, nobody had them gave them a chance and Ruggs had a good game. And I know what game you're talking about there where he did beat Kansas City. But it wasn't Nicole. It was like the second week of the season. So it was still warm out. So I just feel like the Raiders fans, they're like, oh, Derek Carr can't win in the cold. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt here. I think he succeeds if he goes to New York. I do too. I think he succeeds. And, as, and me as a Raiders fan, I think the Jets will have a better record than the Raiders if Derek Carr goes there. Y'all That's got a spin. lot to do. That's the only thing with Bartow. Y'all got a lot to do. Y'all got it. Y'all got to get some defensive help. Y'all, y'all have to figure out who y'all gonna have at quarterback because y'all, y'all have the offensive weapons to kill. Are you keeping Josh Jacobs? Are you not? Like, there's a lot you got to do there. And that's that's why I'm like, I I don't know. I I can honestly see y'all blowing it all up. Honestly, I I can see that happening. And that's and that's what's crazy though, bro, because. Why should we blow it up? And we should never blew it up in the first place where we went 10 and 7 and we went to the playoffs and almost beat Cincinnati. We right. should build off of that instead of tearing it down. Because we ain't got, before that, we ain't been to the playoffs since 2016. Y'all, y'all got the wrong coach. Y'all should have kept the interim guy. Anytime an interim guy can take over a team and take them to the playoffs, you keep that guy. Just like um the Panthers. They should have kept Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes had to make attention to almost get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They should have kept Steve Wilkes, but nobody wants to keep the interim guy. I don't get it, though. I don't either. I, 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 feel I, I don't get it. Fight. At least give him another chance the next season to see, all right, what you going to do now that you got a full offseason with the team? Right. Absolutely. I agree. I, I and 100% and, agree. And, and, you got them, and, and you got them guys playing for you. And I know right. I always say the rule, a team plays harder when a coach gets fired 
But you got to see how, like, even Jeff Saturday. And I was sitting and I was talking ass. Why they hired Jeff Saturday? But Jeff Saturday had them boys playing. They don't even, but the, the, he had them playing, but they couldn't finish games. That was the problem with that's, the coach. That's the, Matt, that's the Matt Ryan curse. That's that Matt Ryan curse. I don't even think it's the Matt Ryan curse because even with Carson Wentz, they couldn't do nothing with him. Well, I don't even think they should have got Carson Wentz. But everybody kept saying, oh, Carson Wentz going to go back with the coach that made him great and Frank Wright is going to be like a great marriage. And I said this when he got traded. I said, if Frank Wright is not Apollo Creed to Carson Wentz being Rocky Balboa and Rocky Three, this ain't going to work. You got to get that man back to eye of the tiger. Because he yeah, ain't got true. Yeah, well, ever since he tore his ACL, it's just, I don't know, mentally, is he there? I don't know what's going on with Carson Wentz. And now you have a offensive-minded, you know, OC coming there, Eric Bieniemy. That's going to be very interesting to watch because, you know, like I said in the first topic that, you know, Taylor Heineke's a free agent. I don't see Taylor Heineke staying with the commanders. I just don't because of no, his, he has team. a high ceiling right now. Yeah. If I don't, I, I'm out because I, I took, I took the same team and I had them actually balling when I was a starting quarterback. You bench me just because you wanted to bench me. Right. Not as if you put a lot around me. And, and to be honest with you, another guy who probably looking back like, yo, I can't keep doing this is goddamn Terry McLaren. This dude ain't had a full start quarterback for a whole season yet. And still he put up the same numbers. And people argue with me about why you got him as the best wide receiver in the NFC East. This is the reason why he go through a plethora of quarterbacks. Yes. In the in the in every season. He ain't had the same quarterback to start and finish the season in his career. Agreed. Agreed. This is and like and he still put up numbers. Facts. Facts. This hey, dude is the, that's why I got him as the best wide receiver in NFC talent-wise. Now, in production, there's a whole lot of other people. But talent-wise, Terry, you can give me Terry McLaurin. You know, you get the same guy every Sunday, suiting up, ready to go. I agree. I think he's one of the most underrated receivers and in, in less talked about in the NFL. I agree. In my opinion. But, uh, Jasmine, I'm just replying to your comment. You said Eric the Enemy is not going to commanders. Well, it's confirmed that he is. He's going to be the offensive coordinator slash assistant coach for the commanders, and he's not. And I he, think he that's, left a, the Chiefs. that's a dumb hire. That is a dumb hire. And nothing against Eric the Enemy. I wish him nothing but the best. But I am not going nowhere to be nobody's offensive coordinator again. I am going to level up. I'm, if I'm at this position, I'm leveling up. I need to be at another position. I'm not going parallel. I'm leveling up. Everybody else level up. Why not me? But you know his. You know he has a backstory of why. Like he's been he's been interviewed for plenty of head coaching jobs. And I said I said in the beginning of the show. Number one, it's a it's a minority thing. That's one. Number two, he still have this this domestic violence case under his belt that's not even settled yet. A what? He has domestic. He have a domestic violence case. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, <laughs> didn't know that's why he has like he's been interviewed, but he has not been hired. But it's been rumored that he cursed in his interviews too. That's what I've heard from a person that actually knows about the commander. So they say if you just don't curse in your in your interviews, then you probably will have a job. But I don't know how true that is. Don't quote me on. I'm just going off a rumor that was told to me. 
If you curse to your interviews, Airbnb, understand that you're a real one, bro. But if you want to head coaching job, you can't curse, bro. You can't curse. I wouldn't here's, curse. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with me. I've heard people say it's, it's so many stories that go with this Airbnb thing that is crazy. Man. I hear people say, oh, well, he don't call the plays. I, I said, no, I've been watching Andy Reid since 1999 when he came to Philly. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid consistently calls plays. You'll see him with his board, checkboard, and call plays. Yet, all his offensive coordinators went on to get better jobs. From Brad Childress, he went on to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got um, – uh, what's what's my man name that came at the Brad Childers? Right now we're just gonna say Dougie P. He went on to get a head job. Matt Nagy, he went on to get a head job, right? But Matt Nagy was trash out of all of them, though. <laughs> ain't, but ain't none of but ain't none of those guys win the Super Bowl. Eric Bieniemy won two of them. Yeah. Okay, won two of them, and he don't deserve a head coach job. But you head, would you head coach all the rest of them? Now, if that domestic violence thing is true, and yeah, I have to agree with you. That's probably what it is. They've been talking about that for the last couple of years, though, because Airbnb. This is my first been, time hearing. Like they they talked about it a few times on ESPN, but I never really looked into what was the domestic violence was. I don't know if was it his was it his wife or anything of that nature, but I knew it was a it was a domestic violence case towards a woman that. That case was still pending on why he didn't get hired, but I can wow. say because he's black too. But it is some black coaches in the NFL as well, and you see the Houston I, Texans. You see the Houston Texans. They they all they do is hire black coaches. This is the fourth black coach they hire. Yeah, well, this is the this is the third black coach they hired in three years. Mm-hmm. But I just so, feel like they didn't give Lovey Smith a chance in in that situation. And they didn't, and I was mad about that, man, because I really. I really wanted Lovey to succeed. And I was like, man, Lovey get Bryce Young. Oh, man, it's going to be right. Lovey get Bryce Young. And then they come back around. They go get Will Anderson. I'm like, oh, this this is going to be right. Then they finally, you know, get some pieces, get that offense together. They got free agency money they can play with. He already had the defense playing at, you know, not at a high level, but he had the defense playing in one motion. I will yeah. say that they all knew what they were supposed to do. Now if he just gets some people there that can make some plays, Man, man, I want Lovey to be my defense coordinator for the Eagles. I ain't gonna lie to you. I would love to see. Uh, I'm not, even though I'm not an Eagles fan, but I would love to see Lovey Smith as the defensive coordinator because he's a defensive minded coach. And I think, I mean, Jonathan Gannon was okay, but I was not a big fan of him. I was I not was a fan not, of Jonathan. I was Gannon. not a big fan of Jonathan Gannon, and I don't know why the Arizona Cardinals made him a head coach. I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. So. I was not a big fan of, of Jonathan Ginn, even though he had a good front seven, but you had an experienced front seven. The you reason I wasn't the reason I wasn't a fan of him, his linebackers didn't make plays in fact. And I'm 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 a guy who I, I need to see my linebackers make plays in the backfield. I'm also a diehard Eagles fan, right? Yeah. I've been an Eagles fan since ninety one, since I was six years old, nineteen ninety one, right? Every Eagles coordinator we had they blitz, and they mm-hmm. and they blitz, and they blitz hard. Yes, facts. You cannot be a defensive coordinator for the Eagles and not blitz. I just did. And the thing about it is, the linebackers. My issue with the linebackers, they could not tackle in space. That was my other issue too. Mm-hmm. 
They couldn't tap. They, they couldn't get, tackle space. Even though Kazir White was good, I think he had Man. a solid. Kazir White had a a solid year for the linebacker core, but I was not a big fan of of Edwards. I think Edwards he he's not great in space when it comes to tackling. Um, who who I think y'all was out. I think that was y'all in y'all two linebackers in the four two five, correct? I called it a five two. That's what I call it. Five down linemen, two linebackers. I don't consider Hassan Reddick a linebacker. I consider him an edge. That's what I consider Hassan really? Reddick. Um, you know, hometown heroes, what I always call him. But yeah, is I consider it a five-two, and yeah, we got four in the back. Yeah. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about Let's the talk Super Bowl, man. How? How? What was your thoughts on? The call from James Bradbury. Now, I did talk about this on my last podcast. I think it was Monday or Wednesday. I'm not too sure. I see. Do you feel saying. like do you feel like they ruined the Super Bowl by calling that flag and letting the refs determine that game? Or was it a good was it a good call to call it? it, was it, a, it listen, I'm not mad at the ref for calling that flag. Um, I understand where Bradbury thought he was gonna get away with it because if you go if you get a chance to go rebuy Super Bowl. In the second quarter, he holds Juju and gets away with it on a third down. Mm-hmm. And Juju's like going for a slant, and he holds Juju and gets away with it, and, and nobody said nothing. So he's like, all right, I guess they're letting us, you know, you know, be loose. Right. So when he held him again, he thought he was going to get away with it, but yet they called the flag. I just felt as though the flag was late. You know, I think that flag could have been called, but you know, it is what it is. Um, it's, it's other, it, that's not the reason why we lost, in all honesty, man. The reason why we lost, again, is because we didn't make no adjustments on defense that we should have made. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at those two touchdowns, these dudes wide open with, with, with like almost, a, a, I want to say like a 30-feet radius around them. There ain't nobody near them. Yeah. And all they did was all they did was motion in and come right back. Simple. You would think <laughs> it's locked down. You ain't getting us with that. But it changed I, our whole defense and made everybody rotate because we were so afraid of the jet sweep. And what's crazy about it is what made me mad about Jonathan Gannon, and I said this on Monday's show, that they went down. I think the ask the, the the momentum changed in that game. Even though the Eagles was on their own 30-yard line, and y'all was two for two on fourth downs when y'all decided to punt. I think when y'all decided to punt, and then when um Kadarius Tony decided to run that punt back, which is now the longest yeah, punt return in, in Super Bowl history, I think that changed the whole aspect. Of the game, I think it. I think it changed the momentum because now there was a field position, and they did that. They did that. They uh, was. I, I guess it was a comeback or whatever it is. Like you go in motion and you come right back. Darius Slade looked confused because because he was told he was told motion over because this is that jet sweep coming. Right. That's what they they all thought the jet sweep coming. They faked the jet sweep and went right back out. And nobody covered the out. But what makes it crazy about it is Jonathan Gannon, your defensive coordinator. The next drive, they come down and do the same shit with Sky Moore. And you don't make no adjustment? 
And Scott Moore is another fast guy. So what you think coming again? The Jet Sweep's coming. Because you think the Jet Sweep's coming because you're like, all right, he in motion. It's that Jet Sweep coming. Because that's what you've been practicing. That's what you've been seeing on film all day. They fake the Jet Sweep again. Not to mention, you know, as they showed us, they were in the wrong formation. But the offense was in the wrong formation? The offense was in the wrong formation on that touchdown. Wow. I, now that I didn't know. I had I had no clue of that at all. Like, wow, that's that's interesting, man. I just felt like it was just I just hope they don't have the Super Bowl in Arizona anymore until they fix the field. The they, field and they brag trash. They bragged about spending almost a million dollars on that new field, new grass from Oklahoma. Nah. And there was, I think Arizona got enough Super Bowls, man. I think is they can they can miss the Super Bowl for twenty years now. Yeah. That's how. Well, I you don't have to worry about that in Allegiant Stadium next this, this up this, you know this next NFL season because Super Bowl is in Allegiant Stadium, one of the best stadiums in football. I'm just saying, when it comes to like actually visiting and being and having a good feel, Allegiant Stadium will have y'all. They they will definitely have y'all. But I think the Eagles will be back in the Super Bowl. I think y'all be back. Uh, I, hope, I hope so. Only thing I can say is I got to sit here and watch, see how things go. I, You know, like you said, Washington has got Eric B. Enemy. Yeah. You know, they make, they already had a, a monstrous defensive line. Now they come back. You know, their defense was, was smooth, but now they come back. They offense can get it together. They may be dangerous. Okay. They may get a quarterback. They may be dangerous. You know, you I, I look at another team like Detroit. A lot of people want to write Detroit off because all oh, men is Detroit. I pay attention to Detroit. Yes, you better pay attention. Uh, uh, offensively, Detroit can put up points right with you. Sure Defensively, can. they back end need some help. But they but they front end put up points right with you on offense. You so better be better pay attention to Detroit. A, so Jasmine says in the comments that how do y'all feel about Jalen Hurts contract? Ten year deal, yes. I don't know about a ten-year deal. I, I, think, I think you should get the ten-year deal because it's good for the it's good for the Eagles as far as business for them to sign everybody else. Well, it depends how much he gets guaranteed. That's really going to determine. Oh, uh, he got to get he got to get he got to get two thirty guaranteed, and and he got a female um agent, so she gonna try to make her name, you know. So he gonna get that money. I think I I don't know. It really a ten year deal. That's I don't know. But I don't He's know. Twenty four. It's twenty four now. He'd be thirty four at the end of the deal. But you, and that's just go through the whole deal. You know like, how the NFL is, bro. The NFL is a business at the end of the day. If you, if right. Jalen, so if, he, if, so Jalen, if, if he's consistent like this, like he did this past year, I'm fine with it. But if he has some down years and Eagles fans start being pissed off, oh, they ready to get rid of Jalen Hurts, I don't know about a 10-year deal. That's my only problem with it. Because if he has some down years in that 10-year contract, it's going to be rumors about, oh, Jalen Hurts, do we do we need to do this and do that? Do we need to trade for another quarterback? You know how these Eagles fans are. I'm, I'm just letting you know, I, I think he uh... – I think he's gonna have some bad years doing a ten year deal. But the crazy thing is, he threw twenty two touchdowns this year. Right. 
Right. If I just feel like, give me that consistency. Give me that consistency for the next four years, and I'll say the ten-year contract is worth it. That's just me. Crazy thing is, if he if he wins the Super Bowl, yeah, I think I feel like he will win a Super Bowl with this with this Eagles team. Yeah, you still have a young Devontae Smith. You have a young Dallas Goddard. AJ Brown is not really that old. So he no, and, the running, and the running backs is not that old either. You got a young team around you. Yeah. I don't think we keep Miles Sanders. Not that Miles doesn't deserve to be here. I don't think we can afford Miles. That's what I'm saying. He's a free agent this year, isn't he? Yeah. Him and, and Josh Jacobs and uh, Saquon Barkley, all three of them. Mm-mm-mm. I know Josh. Uh, I really hope Josh Jacobs stays in the silver and black. That's all I'm going to say about that one. He's the heart and soul of our damn team. I'm just going to be completely honest when it comes to that offense side of the ball. He's. I don't understand how, how I'm not going to get into that, how he, how Justin Jefferson went player off as the player of the year over Josh Jacobs, but that's another story for another time. I'm oh, not going to get in. I'm not, I love Justin Jefferson as a, as a receiver. I do. Don't get me wrong. But the man, but Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing, in all in all purpose yards as a running back. So I'm 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 confused. I'm I'm confused how you've been you were the lead in rushing majority of the year, and then you lead the league in all purpose yards on top of that. So yeah, that's another. I, I'm being biased about that one. Being biased about that one. But, I just feel anyway. I feel it. I feel it through the mic. I feel it. I feel it to the mic. I'm sorry. Talk to you, talk to you. Hey, listen, I, I, you said it yourself, dude. Justin Jefferson is talented, but if you look at, if you look at, I mean, it's two different positions. But if you look at the production, right. the See, production Justin is there Jefferson, for him to get it. Justin Jefferson is a dependent. He needs somebody to get him the ball. Right. Meanwhile, Josh Jacobs has play called for him. He's getting the ball. That's that's the difference on that. Right. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense, but I want to switch gears real quick, and I'm going to just answer a few questions in here. Uh, what is your opinion on D-tackle Hargrave from the Eagles? Raiders' top hole is a defensive tackle. I really want Deron Payne. I really, I'm really a big fan of Deron Payne, but if Hargrave is there, Patrick Graham, make the call. Hargraves might be there. Hargraves might be there. He might be there. I really don't want him to be there. But he might be there because I don't see us paying everybody. I think that's why we went out and got, you know, uh, Davis, Milton Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, we got all we got all these big boys. You know, to make sure that we we could eat up the middle. So I, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't guarantee a yes. Can't guarantee a no. Yeah, I, I understand the Raiders' top hole is the defensive tackle spot because we do not get pressure up the middle whatsoever. And then we traded Jonathan Hankins to the Dallas Cowboys, and he had a better year with the Raiders in his first half of the year. It had a better, better year with the Cowboys when he. But that's another story for another time. I'm just saying. When hey Raiders man, players, I see him over there too. I was like, oh, the Cowboys. When, when Raiders players leave and go to a different team, I try to tell people. I, I was looking at him. I was like, oh, Cowboys might have got still there. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Wait, all we got was draft capital in return. That's all we got was draft picks. Yeah, they the Cowboys won the trade. We, I think we got like a six and seven round pick for him. Like yeah. they really, they really won the trade with that. So, 
Um, the answer to that question from Jason Marshall, shout out to you, brother. Really do appreciate you uh, asking that question. But let's switch gears real quick because I want I really want to talk about this. And, and this is this the NBA. And I read an article about Adam Silver. Think about punishing the refs for missed calls. Now, I don't know what the punishment would be, but why wait to now to punish the refs when it's been missed calls in NBA for the longest? Understand that LeBron's complaint in that overtime game against the Boston Celtics back in January. Well, that's what I was about to tell you. I was about to tell you. I was about to say, think, that's it. I think they're catering to LeBron. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I I have no oversight. I'm not disrespecting LeBron, but I feel like it's being catered. Now, <laughs> do you feel like a punishment should happen for missed calls in no. NBA? No, I don't think so. I think it's I think it's stupid because yes, understand it was it, it was a foul. I ain't gonna lie, Jason said just swipe him on the arm, but. I mean, refs miss calls no matter what sport it is. If it's an umpire in baseball, if it's in hockey, if it's in college, if, it doesn't matter what type of ref it is, you're going to miss a call. You're not going to be able to see everything on the floor or on the field, you know? So trying to, trying to punish them, I just think, what would be the punishment if you did? What, suspended for a game? I think they doubt then they dock they pay because I think NBA refs are uh, fully guaranteed or something like that. Don't quote me on that. So it does say here, um, yeah, it's all about LeBron. It was all about LeBron James. I said that. And they said, he's according to Adam Silver, this was the quote that he stated, um, stating this. He said, we don't publicize disciplining officials. We don't think that, do you don't think that it will be appropriate? And that's what this was Adam Silver said in an interview um with ESPN Sage Still on Sports Center. He said, but there's assignments are effective by a quality of calls, whether or not they progress into the playoffs, and then round by round is impacted by the accuracy of the calls and the demeanor on the floor. So there's a system for overseeing and making those judgments about officials. But more to early, more to an earlier point about getting the calls right, that's again, uh, that's again, it's not an issue. So basically, you're saying is it really going off of the demeanor on the floor of how refs address the missed call or how the players address the missed call? So I don't think they're going to publicize the. I don't think they, like Adam Silver said, I don't think they're going to publicize the discipline. Of the officials, and I don't think they should discipline them. At the end of the day, no, you don't discipline them. You, if, if that's the case, you got to go across the board with that. That means you got to talk to the NFL about disciplining refs, or talk to MLB umpires about discipline. This is where you have replay into into come into play because now you see in the NBA a lot where you we don't know what's a common foul and what's a technical foul in basketball. Like a catch, we don't know what's a catch or what's not a catch in the in the um in the NFL. We don't know what's a strike or not a strike in MLB. A lot of these refs are confused in in major sports. They just are. They just are. So punishing them, I don't think it would change anything. I think LeBron James is still complaining about a goddamn play from January twenty eighth 
and he he's trying to do something about it, basically. Basically, so um, at the end of the day, let's get let's get right into it, man. Let's get let's get right into it, man. So, oh, here we go. You had the, the you had the the anchor thinks the uh, area think thinkers podcast. And make sure y'all go over there and subscribe to his channel, man. They they be having some dope content over there. I be watching it. I be crying sometimes. I be hilarious sometimes. I mean, yo, it be some funny stuff going on over there. But yeah. I can say this. Um, how did this come about? How did you come up come up with the name of the podcast in itself? Like how all of this came together to have this podcast. Well, I'm gonna tell you what happened. Uh, one of my homies, man, Malik Charlton. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 got a bunch of great ideas, man. This dude, this dude, always thinking next level, trying to think business, get money. You know what I mean? So he was like, "Yo, we need to do a podcast." And, you know, this is like 2014, 2015. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, what's a podcast? He's like, man, like a radio show, but we can do our own thing, have our own show, do it our way. I'm like, all right, bet that's what's up. That's what's up. He's like, yeah, we gotta get laptops, and mics, and all. Ho 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 ho! Laptops, mics, all that. He's like, yeah, yeah. We gotta meet up every week to do a show. I ain't got that much money to be buying a laptop. Right? I'm the, in my head, I'm thinking laptop fifteen hundred, mic another five. That's two grand right there. Right. I'm married at the time with four kids. Hell no, I can't put them. So eventually, we we keep talking about it, keep talking about it. Then next thing you know. I was watching the Breakfast Club one day. Guy came on there. He was talking about, here we got this app called Anchor where you can do podcasts on the go from your phone. I said, dog, that's it. We got it. Come on. We can podcast now. Now, this at this time, it was like 2017. So I'm like, come on, we can podcast now. From that from that day, because he came up with the name, the Ignite Thinkers Podcast. So from that day, in 2017, I've been podcasting since that day 2000 I think december 2017 i've been podcasting since that day. that's crazy because that's usually around the same time as me like i started out podcasting um when i was living in jersey at the time um i was with my ex-fiance i it was i was engaged and all that what, what part of jersey? um i was in deford oh by the ball okay yeah i was in deford i stayed in westville and um okay Westville, Deffer, and a little bit in Cherry Hill as well. I used to live in Sickleville. I used to live in Sickleville. I got family. Uh, I got family out Sickleville. Okay. I know people. I know people all out uh, South Jersey. It's crazy because I used to work working at the outlet. Okay. I used to walk, yeah. I don't know what just happened to my my. Okay, do my camera. I don't know why I froze, but um. Yeah, yeah. I used to work at the, the, the outlet in Blackwell. I used to work at Lids and I used to work at the uh well it was a Fila outlet at the time when they first opened up. But I, I but that but near here there, but um I started a podcast just for um the local for the local football league because I used to coach uh Defer football and I used to coach over in um in Camden. So I used to uh, my first gig was the offensive coordinator for I think it was like the, the, the 11 and 12 year olds at that time because you know it ain't no weight range in New Jersey, right. it's all about age, it ain't no weight range. So I started podcasting to start having the kids on the show, 
And it was fun and all because, you know, back then, Blog Talk Radio was, was the thing. Back in 2016, back in 2017, a lot of people don't know that Blog Talk Radio was, was the, the thing for podcasting at the time when I was doing it. So I had them call up to Blog Talk Radio, use a conference call, whatever, and start podcasting that way. But I started getting serious about it. I'm like, okay, I have these locals. They, I'm getting, I'm getting the, the local views. How can I make this nationally? That's why I started talking about the NFL. That's why I started talking about the NBA. And it turned into something big, and I've been doing podcasting. Yes, I did a few rebrandings, but um, I finally stuck to you know what was what was right for me at the at the time. So yeah, it really starts. It really started from like you know giving the exposure to younger kids and trying to get them to learn how to do interviews and you know how to you know talk to other interviewers and stuff like that. So that's how this channel really was at first because you know it was a spotlight sports network, but it changed. So, but right. Anchor Anchor is one of those ones, man. I love Anchor. That's what I use now for the audio podcast. Yeah, yeah. I always put that on audio because Anchor will get your stuff out everywhere. You want you yeah, Apple Podcast, Spotify, yeah. and all that stuff. So and um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm in there. I'm dibbling and dabbling. I'm you know I'm doing my thing. And uh, next thing you know, when you start, you know, it's it just like when you start, you know, if you if you uh. You start doing something, you see everybody else is doing like sort of the same thing, mm-hmm. and they they probably been doing it for years, but you ain't noticed it before. But now that you're doing it, you see a lot of people doing it, right? So <clears throat> I seen I was on it, I was on uh, I was on Facebook and I seen A2D Live. Shout out to mm-hmm. Tom Arnold from A2D, A2D, you know what I mean? And I just typed in a drink. I was like, "Yo, can I come on the show?" And he was like, "Yeah, you come on." And, and he ain't know me from a can of paint. I ain't right. know him from a can of paint. I'm just, I'm just seeing the show. He let me come on. And I did two shows with them. And afterwards, they was like, yo, there's been a lot of people that came in here saying that they know sports, saying that they know what they're talking about. You might be the best one that came in here and actually know what you're talking about. He said, I had a lot of other guys come in here, and they ain't know nothing what they was talking about. They ain't do nothing special, none of that. I was like, oh, all right, thanks. And, and you know, once he... Once he said that, it's like he just gave me the approval, and then he he like he was talking, and they was talking about how they was gonna do better things in the business, and I was like business, and I'm just saying I'm like mm. business. It was like yeah, advertisement, all that you can pay for all that, and I wish I could have another conversation with him now, but he's so busy now, I don't even you know I don't get a chance to see him as much, you know. Right. Shout again, shout out to HD Radio, but after that, I called Sam Sports. That's what I call it because I knew Sam Sports was already doing this from like 2014. Mm-hmm. When I was in a uh, Facebook group together, so I seen him in there. And I knew he was already doing, you know, podcasting and sports building, and you know, and it was it was a whole crew of. So I I called him up, BJ, my man. I think he was in the chat, BJ, and he he was like. Yeah, you podcast? I said, yeah, I'm podcasting now, and I'm trying to have a show, and I wanted to get, you know, all these people on there because I wanted to do a draft show to where mm-hmm. as though all the podcasters came together, everybody took a team, and you draft for your team, and we do three rounds, and you get to pick your own players as you okay. can. Now, they came out all together. It was about, I'm going to say it was about 11 of us, maybe 11 to 14 of us. All together, they came out and we did it. 
had a good time, enjoyed ourselves or whatever. And uh, we did that at Kavanaugh's down 30, uh, 39th Street in West Philly. That Kavanaugh's. We had a good time. From that from that day forward, me, BJ, me and Sam Sports been tight. And, you know, we started doing a show together on Wednesdays called Wild Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And at first it was just an audio show that was like 10 minutes. And we asked the question, who, what, when, where, and why? That was all we did. Answer that question and that was it. From that, we've been doing that show every Wednesday, I want to say since 2019. And we're about to be, we'll be on season five next year. This year, July, we'll be season, starting season five. Yeah, because I see, like, I don't know how I can, I don't even lie. I, on Instagram, I don't know how I came across your Instagram. I think at the time when it was, when that Instagram was Spotlight Sports Network, I think you was already, I think it was already following each other and stuff like that. But it's just like, for some reason, we could not connect and try to figure out a way how to get on each other's stuff. But right. when it when it came down to, you know, the bit when it comes down to the business part of podcasting, right? People think, yeah, it's good. You just press record and just podcast, say whatever you want. But if you really want to turn this into a business, if you really want to turn this into something that it brings revenue, and that's for anybody, I'm just, we, you know, he knows that I know. The business part of it is is mainly the easy part of it, in my opinion. Because, like, wow. if you have a team behind you that know what they're oh. doing, then you really you really have that stepping stone to to get your podcast out there, but I'm I'm at a point where I'm, I'm rebranded where I want to put my podcast first before the business aspect. Yes, I made Darian Hopkins show with LLC already, but I want to ex- I want to scale this channel and scale it up a little bit more before I get into the real real <clears throat> gritty of the business. You know, and a lot of people don't know about. Sports podcasting is really big now, or podcasting in general, is just big now ever since the pandemic happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're absolutely right on that, and um, it's crazy because you say it's easier if you got a team around you, but you got to have that team. Mm-hmm. That's the thing; you got to have that team. Right. Now, it, it'll be even easier if you actually have some people around you that actually know, hey, hey, do this, do that. This is how you make money here. Go over there, do that. This is how you're going to make money there. Right. Listen, watch out for that because they that ain't the way to go. Don't go down that road because that's the wrong thing to do. Don't sign that deal because that deal ain't right. Like, if Thanks. you had if you had that in your court, man, that would navigate through a lot of BS. But you always have that. And another thing is, like me and you collabing right now, and you'll collab and you'll come on my show. A lot of people won't do that. Right. A lot of people right. won't do that. A lot of people won't have them on each other's show. A lot of people, oh, no, I don't know, I ain't collaborating with you. I didn't. I done been to podcast events. I done been to podcast shows. I have, you know, ran up on people that do podcasts. and like, yo, won't you just come on the show? And I literally just wanted to interview them because everybody, you know, there's a lot of people that got podcasts. And I actually have a show on Saturday morning called The Side Jump. Mm-hmm. Whereas though I'm not talking, I don't really talk sports on that show. Maybe maybe like five percent of the time, but I really try not to talk sports on that show because it's more so an interviewing show to me where we interview DJs, people who got podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the firefighters. 
where we're trying to get some more teachers on there. Like we try to interview everybody. You understand what I'm saying? Motivational speakers, uh, business people. Because we try to get different walks of life and, and let you see like, yo, this is what they did when they were struggling. But now look at them now. They, they making a couple dollars now. Right. Because you never know. You may be in that same situation. But you listen to an interview or you listen to the podcast, you might be like, oh, man, I was go I'm going through this right now. You know what I mean? And, and, and he telling you such and such, and now you done came out. Uh, you was in the dark. Now you done came to the light. Like, oh, man, I'm glad he said something. Man, I was, I was stuck on that. You know what I'm saying? But you yeah. never know if you don't interview those people. Like, a lot of people be like, oh, no, I want to interview Big I want to interview Magic Johnson. I, I want to get Magic Johnson. No, I want to interview Magic Johnson. Right. But I'm not going to ignore. I'm not going to ignore the guys that's down here. Right. Right. That's my thing. Right. I'm not going to ignore the guys down here. Because if you look at all the major podcasts, they interview all the big people. I want to interview the local heroes. Right. I want to interview the guy that's from, from, from around your way. You know what I'm saying? From around your way, he was a two-time boxing champ. But everybody just looked at him like, oh, man, he he messed it up for my neighborhood. No, no, no. I want to interview. I want to know why he messed it up. I want to know, I want to know how he was at the high highs and then dropped down like that. You know what I'm saying? That's me. I want to interview somebody who got a podcast and be like, oh, well, what happened? How are your podcast going? What's, what's going on? Let's talk about it. What kind of topics you talk about? You never know. Every time you go to somebody else's podcast, you may get a new uh, subscriber. Yeah. Like I was saying, shout out to Chad. Chad subscribed to my podcast. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I and I like to thank him for that. And I don't just want Chad just be like, oh no, I'm going to them podcast. Fuck the Ron. No, 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 man. You, you fucking with the Ron? Fucking with ignorant thinking podcast? You fuck, just fuck with everybody. You is is you can listen. You can get much. You can have fun around here, and you can entertain with different people. Back in the day, we used to watch cable. We ain't just stick on one show. We watched a bunch of shows. Let's keep it real. We 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 both wrestling fans, right? Yes. And we gonna get but, into we gonna get to elimination chamber too. We gonna get into I that. Guess, but listen, we both we both wrestling fans. But back in the day, we watched Raw and we watched Nitro. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm we watched Raw and Nitro and did not care what they thought. We was watching both of them. All right. Flick it that's, back that's and forth. Right? cable. Flick it back exactly, and forth. baby. Back and forth. That's that's just what it is. And ain't nobody sit there and say, oh, no, you was only messing with WWE, so we ain't messing with you. No, they check still came the same. Facts. Facts. That's all Shut I ever up. say, man. And I'm not, I'm not here to compete with you. Right. But let's get this, let's get this money together. That's it. That's all. I want yo, all the podcasters the out there right to know that, my, man. Yo, you took the words right out of my mouth, yo. And shout out to SJ Raider, too, because he came over from my other channel, which is Spotlight Football Talk. Shout out to you, bro. Small town heroes make the world work. Yes, it does. Yes, it do. All the time. I don't want to have, like, that's, that's the thing. I don't want to have beef with nobody in this industry. I don't. I want to see everyone win. But ever since the whole debacle with the whole Spotlight Sports Network thing, my my name got a little bit, you know, oh, you can't work with this person. You can't work with that person. A lot of people, you can say that about me, but if you really don't know me, you can't really say that about me. You know, like I'm a type of person where I'm, I'm here about a podcast 
of a I'm I'm very conver- I'm very conversational. I could really have sit here and conversate with you all day long when it comes down to talking about anything, especially wrestling. Wrestling, that's one of my big things. I can talk about any day, all day. Shawn Michaels is the GOAT. We might have different opinions about that. Ooh, I got yeah. I got I gotta sit you down with some I gotta ooh, I gotta sit you down with some people because they don't <laughs> they believe Brett, they believe Bret Hart's the GOAT. Oh, I got to sit you down with some people. Jim, we don't want to start that. We don't want to start that because I understand uh, the Montreal screw drop. But if you want to look at talent wise, I mean, we look at charismatic. If you look at the main event, I mean, it's okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, listen. I, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm gonna put together a wrestling show. I'm definitely gonna hit you up. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm putting together a wrestling. It, it doesn't matter any show. It doesn't matter. It have to be just wrestling. It can be any show. I'm down. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but big, I'm, but I definitely I'm a big, big, big hip hop junkie, so like I'm a big hip hop junkie with that. So yeah, it doesn't matter what show. Uh, as Jay Raider said, Randy Orton is the goat. I don't know about all that. He's a legend, but I don't know about a goat. Not just yet. I don't think he's a goat yet. It's, it's going. It's going to be a. It's going to be a good one. It's definitely going to be a good one. Yeah, but yeah. yeah um, I now your whole. Now I gotta have you on the side, John, as well, because we gotta talk about podcast breakups. Because mm-hmm. I see you had a podcast breakup, and I had a podcast breakup. Yeah. So we gonna talk about that. But I'm gonna bring you on the side, John. We gonna talk about that. Oh bring yeah. You on the side, yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Gonna, because I'm definitely tell you date. Oh, because uh, listen, I was I was the CEO and the founder of my network, so I know. Like, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna break down that whole story when we, you know. We get on, yeah. we get on your podcast, but yeah. you know, when it when it comes, like I know people come and go, you know, when it comes to podcasts, and I just want to, you know, piggyback on what you said about you know having you know the big name guests because people feel like okay, you have to build up to get those type of guests. You have to build your brand. You have to build your podcast up to get those kind of brands. Yes, you want to start at the low level, but you want to keep moving up slowly. You don't want to take the elevator, take the stairs. You know, that's just my mindset. You know, it's it's not a, it's not a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You're going to get to those type of people because I was honored to meet Stephen A. Smith in Philly. I was honored to meet that. That was one thing on my bucket list that, People, I would never thought I was able to see. And what? And sometimes you have to invest in yourself to go see them type of people. And I did. I mind you, his book signing was not cheap. I actually went, and his book signing was not cheap. I bought the book and went to his seminar. And cool. I have so much respect for Stephen A. Smith now because a lot of people try to say, "Oh, he's a coon. He's this. He's that." But if you, they don't, they, they don't understand. You know why they say backstory. No, not just his backstory. The reason why people say he's a coon, he's this and that, is because when you're on TV 300 days out of the year, you're going to be, you're not going to always say the right things, and you're not always going to answer the questions the way people want you to answer them. And right. knowing him, he got so many connections with so many different people, it's certain stuff that he probably can't say that he want to say. That's probably why he started his podcast, mm-hmm. so he can say the stuff that he want to say. Right. But and you know what I mean? Like if you uh like 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 let's just say uh, a situation come up, you know, somebody say something about oh yeah, you know, Ron Payne went out there and shot three people. You ain't shoot three people, but you was in a car with somebody that shot three people. But I can't say that because you know me and you tight. 
I can't sit there and say, oh, no, he ain't shoot three people. He was in the car and shot nine shot three people because the the case is still pending at the time. And Fact. you only told me in confidence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I can't sit there and say that's the only thing I can sit on TV and say, you know, I wish nothing but the best with Deron, and I and I hope everything, you know, Deron Hopkins, I hope everything works out. Right. You guys think like, oh, no, man, you that's the homie. Like, You're supposed to pick up for You're supposed to think that just everybody, they want you to do stuff that if they in the spotlight, they wouldn't do the shit. That's what I had to learn. You put them mm -hmm. in the spotlight, hey, yo, listen, you going to do the, what you going to, uh, I ain't, uh, oh, oh, I wasn't ready, but what you mean you weren't ready? You told me any day you could do this. Yeah, 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 but I, you know, today I, I'm, uh, 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 I'm just not ready. What? F fuck wrong with him. Like, <laughs> shout out to big baby sports too man shout out to you said great show g thank you so much big baby sports i know that you're a big laker fan i've been watching your stuff too man so you missed the little, little lebron segment that we had but you know we'll, you'll you'll go back and listen to that as well but um yeah, yeah we definitely gonna talk about being on your you know your saturday morning show which i don't really have much to do on saturday mornings anymore so I definitely got time to be on it for Saturday mornings, but let's get straight into it. You you said you're a big wrestling fan, and you see my I'm not a, I'm not a, you, not, as as this new wrestler, I'm not a super big fan, but I make sure I watch each and every pay per view. Right, but I right. can't sit there and say I watch every 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 Monday and Friday. I can't say that or the Wednesday shows or NXT. I can't say that, but every are you, pay per view. Are you at AEW at any chance? Uh, I've been peeking at AEW. I, it ain't really drawing me in. It's kind of like TNA back in the day. You know what I mean? It's not even giving me that WCW feel. It's giving me a TNA feel. One thing I can say about AEW that is better than WWE, their tag team division is better. That's one thing I can say about AEW. But other than that, I agree with you. I just feel like if I want to watch great tag team wrestling, I could go watch AEW. Okay. Um, even though that, even though the Usos is is one of the greatest tag teams, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. So, I mean, I can still watch the Usos and stuff like that. But if I want to watch pure fast pace, how could I? I, I could just say fast pace, or you can see that. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's like it just gravitates me more to AEW when it comes to tag team, you know, talk when or tag or watching tag team wrestling. I just gotta ask this question real quick, homie. You think Usos top five all time tactic? Why would you bring this question to me now? I just, I, I, I mean, because you oh, said one of the greatest all time. I'm just like, they might be I top mean, five. Are the Usos it, top five? That's a good question because according to WWE Network. They have the they have the new day as the best tag team of all time. According to WWE, not me. According to WWE. But they put okay. them over the Hardy Boys, they put them over the Dudley Boys, they put them over Edge and Christian. They put them over Road Warriors. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. I I, I can't I, I I mean tag teams or ranking wrestling is like Who's the greatest of all time in their era in, 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 in basketball? Or who's the greatest of all time in their era of hip-hop? Yeah, I, okay. I think the New Day or Usos are the top two in their era of all time. But we're talking about all time, like, 
going back to the rockers or going like or you know going back to the, going back to a lot of tag teams uh, even undertaker and kane you know the the you know you have a lot of tag teams that you can say that could be top five but i i can't say usos is top five i can't i can't all right, all right. they are they are the rivals of the new day and I don't think I don't know I don't know why WWE thinks New Day is the greatest tag team of all time. Understand they held the belts for a long time. I understand that they have, but I can't put them over the Dudley Boys. I can't put them over the Hardy Boys. I just can't. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I can't. Okay. I, I I don't know. It's just or Edge and Christian dumb table ladders and chairs matches. Like I can't. I haven't seen Usos. I mean, not Usos. I haven't seen New Day getting those type of matches and you know keep their titles in those type of in type of matches, like the real table ladders and chairs, not the TLC pay per view that they have right now. So, yeah, um, yeah, but well, let's let's, uh, let's go down. Let's go down this card. This elimination chamber. Uh, so, um, we all know that Roman Reigns is going to retain the title. We all know this already. It's a great storyline for Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn for the Undisputed Universal Championship. It's a great storyline. Sami Zayn loses, I mean, leaves the bloodline, turns on the bloodline. But I got a twist in this. I got a twist too, but let me hear yours. Do you think Jay Uso is going to turn? No. You don't think he's going to turn Hill? No. My my what? twist is uh. My twist is Sami Zayn gets close to beat Roman and KO turns on him. You know what? I'm not mad at that, though. Because we've seen great feuds between KO and Sami Zayn in the past. Man. And they both from Canada. They're right. going to be in Canada. So you, you got some thought there. But I got a feeling that Jay Uso, I think he's going to turn heel or he's going to try to do something where He's going to go solo and not be a part of the bloodline. It's going to be some. It's going to be something there. I don't. I, I like the KO. I like the KO uh, scenario too. But it, we. I know we both got Roman Reigns winning this match, though, right? Yeah, Roman Reigns going to win this match. Uh, they got the whole bloodline, and Roman Reigns should win this match. But it's crazy because they got Sami Zayn promoting the whole joint. Like, yeah. Right. It's a little weird. But I just we all know that. Roman's going to drop the belt to Cody at WrestleMania. We all know this. One of them. He's going to he's he's going to drop both belts. He's going to drop both belts because it's a, it's, a, it's undisputed. So you're going to have to you're going to have to drop both belts. If I'm not mistaken, you're going to have to drop both belts. Oh, I thought he just was dropping one belt. I didn't know he was dropping both belts. Yeah, I think it's for I think it's both of them for the undisputed. The Undisputed Universal Championship, I think he's going to have to drop both belts for that at WrestleMania. But that'll be interesting to watch, though. So, we all know Sami Zayn's going, Sami Zayn's going to lose at Elimination Chamber. We all know this already. But it's going to be some twisting turns that make that match even more watchable or rewatchable or re or have replay value. Yeah, yeah. My, one of oh, my ahead, favorite wrestlers is uh, Bray Wyatt. I just want to see what, what is he going to do new. It's one of my favorite. I I yeah. like him. I like him everywhere, but in the ring in the singles competition. Yeah, I think his in ring matches is whack. I think his outside of the ring matches are bad. Yeah, if he do it like in a cinematic 
type of thing, or you do like some like like we had the feud with Randy Orton, and Randy Orton went and burnt down the house and stuff like that, and they had like a little right. outside match. See stuff like that. That's that's like mind games with uh right. with with wrestling because he did that. Didn't he do that with John Cena as well at WrestleMania? Right. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah. They did that. Um, yeah, that was good because they had John Cena dressed up in the NWO, and everybody was like, John Cena was supposed to join the NWO back in the day. And I was like, I don't remember. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. That's what everybody kept saying. John Cena was supposed to join the NWO. The NWO was over by the time Cena came in, so I'm confused. Well, no, remember they started that joint at the time. They started that joint back up. Remember? Oh, when they brought in Shawn Michaels and those guys. Yeah, that yeah, I don't I don't remember that NWO as much. I just don't. It's not memorable to me. So is it, 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 it? Yeah, when it when it came to WWE, it wasn't NWO was not memorable to me. They, they were, yeah, the WCW NWO was definitely my squad. That was definitely something that I watched them in DX. But um, yeah. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I, I like think they it. might still. I think they might still the show with this one. Yeah, Edge and Beth Phoenix. I think they might still the show. Might with this show? Whoa! I think they might still the show with this one because Rhea it's, it's, Rhea because Rhea. yeah, because Rhea, you know, Rhea Ripley is facing Charlotte at WrestleMania, so they're going to try to put her in some type of storyline until WrestleMania. So Edge has a backstory with this whole situation, right? Finn Balor and 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 them turn on Edge. It, Edge leaves for a while, gets injured. They injure Beth Phoenix as well. And you know they've been they've been. I forgot the name of the group that Finn Balor runs that he took from Edge. I forgot the name of the group. I think it's called the uh, somewhere else. I forgot the name of the group. See, if I had my boy Malguli, he's a we used to have a wrestling podcast um called uh we called it Ruthless Attitude. I think we I think we're trying to bring that back though. But um if my boy was on here, he would know. But Rhea Ripley just won WrestleMania. Ed just came back at the Royal Rumble. Beth Phoenix showed up, you know, with Rhea Ripley and all that situation. But this is a it's a hell of a storyline. I can see I can see it still in the show. Compared to what the elimination chamber matches are in the next match we're going to talk about, I think this this might can still the show outside of Roman Reigns in the Sami Zayn situation. But for me, I'm gonna think I'm gonna take Edge and Beth Phoenix to beat Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley here. I'm going with the upset. Okay, I ain't mad at that. I think I would take that as well. Cause you, cause you, it's a pattern with the WWE that you know, like. But I, but I, I honestly think that uh, Dominic comes out. Yeah, I think Dominic comes out, try to help them, and then that's when his dad comes out and whoops his ass. Yo, cause we did not see Ray at the Royal Rumble. We didn't see him. Rumble, right? And I was like, yo, we were shorted. We were shorted one man. It was only twenty nine men. Like, yeah, I think Dominic. Dominic gets his ass with then you got a uh, father versus son for WrestleMania. Finally, I've been we've been waiting on this match for like almost a year now. I think they had to get him they had to get him sharp. They had yeah. to get him sharp. 
I mean, his character is coming along really well. Dominic's character is coming along really well. I love him. I love him with Rhea Ripley. I love him with Rhea Ripley. I do it. I like the whole Eddie Guerrero, you know, feel the theme and all that. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm going with I'm going with Edge and Beth to get they to get they lick back. Get your lick back. Right. That's the that's the that's the term now. Everybody talking about get your lick back. So I'm going with Edge and Beth Phoenix here. So um, you going with them as well? Going with them as well. Now I'm not really into this next match. I really don't care for this next match. Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I'm not. I mean, I understand the the storyline, but them talking on the mic. I'm not a big fan of this match. What what are your thoughts on this match? I'm not a big fan of it. I've never been a big fan of Bobby Lashley anyway, but I, I want to see this match. But I want I want to see some Suplex City. I want to I want to see them uh, actually get technical. You know, Bobby Lashley been asking for this match for about like four years now. He said that's one of the reasons he came back was to fight Brock Lesnar. So uh, if this is what you've been asking for for years, please blow us away with the show. That's all I'm saying. Don't right. give us no nothing. This should be nothing less than a seven out of ten for a match. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I think it's gonna be a five out of a ten because I just oh, not, man, I'm not a big team, I'm not a big fan of a tech, I'm not a big fan of Brock Lesnar being a technical wrestler. I just don't see that happening. You'll be see a bunch of suplexes and F fives the whole match. Yeah. And then I want to see him break out of a break out of almost F five and, and put the uh the hurt lock on him. I guess that's what it's called, the hurt lock. Yeah, something I, I forgot what you yeah, yeah, I think it's the hurt lock. I think he never changed yeah. it since he was with the hurt business. So I think they should have yep. yeah. I like the hurt business. I I, I like that. But you know, yeah. Cedric Alexander is, I think it's Cedric Alexander. I think he's in NXT or Apollo Cruz is in NXT now. And um, then you got uh MVP with Omas. Like that, they need to break that up. That's terrible. Because Omas ain't doing nothing for the WWE at this point. And my question is this, and I and I know it's off topic of Elimination Chamber. But where the hell is my guy AJ Styles? I'm still trying to figure out where the hell he at. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he make a surprise. Now he might be injured. He might be injured. I haven't heard yeah. anything though. Yeah, I, I haven't heard, heard anything about AJ Styles. So I don't know if he's and retiring because you know he's been around for a while. Is, I know how these guys is. It's like um, you know they they be trying to get themselves back together and all that and. Uh, maybe he waiting for his whole crew to be, you know, their contracts to be done over over there. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. That would be interesting to, you know, to see him back in WWE. Uh, I would love this because I one thing about AJ Styles, he put on matches. You know, yes, he, he gives you he, he gives you those matches. Like he gives you a match where, oh, this shit might be match of the night, and you don't even know it, it will be match of the night. But one thing no. about AJ Styles, he could go in the ring with. Anybody and make a great match. Yeah, he's he got that. He does have that Shawn Michaels feel. <laughs> you he see, does have that Shawn you Michaels. see how it rubs off. You see how yeah, it rubs I, off. A lot of people don't I do. I ain't gonna say too much. He does have that. Like it's when you back in the day when you seen the Shawn Michaels match, you was like, oh, I want to know what he gonna do. <laughs> That's how I was like, what what is he gonna do? That's how I want to know what he gonna do. <laughs> but I, I mean. Who you got in this match, Bobby Lashley or 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 Brock Lesnar? Who you taking? I'm taking Bobby Lashley, even though I'm a Brock Lesnar guy, but I'm taking Bobby Lashley. 
I'm gonna have to go with Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley as well. I'm not. A, I used to be a fan of Brock Lesnar because of the fact that my my boy Mal Gooley, he could not stand Brock Lesnar. When I say he, he like it, it's it's a reaction that I had that when Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble and he just walked off and you just heard him screaming and pissed off in the back. It was most most hilarious reactions I've seen. But I I like Bobby Lashley. I understand I think he was messed up that time because. Bro, I think Brock Lesnar came in number thirty and then won the joint, and then I right. remember one year I think I think uh, Witchcomb did the same thing. Um, Roman Reigns he came in at thirty after he just lost a match and he won the joint too. I think that's yeah. That's, that's or maybe he like, lost it. I feel like if you don't if you have a match at the Royal Rumble, I don't think you should be in the Royal Rumble. That's just me. I agree. I I, I think that that. That just feeds the purpose. Like, yeah, you lost, but now you want to enter the Royal Rumble match and try to go to WrestleMania. And then you go into the match and you win WrestleMania. How is that fair to the 29 other men that didn't have a match that night? Right. So that's yeah, we both pick it, we both pick it uh uh Bobby Lashley in this match. So the elimination chamber match. Now, this has Austin Theory, Seth Rollins. Johnny Gargano, Brunson Reed, Montez Ford, and Damian Priest. Who you oh, taking? Oh, <laughs> somebody taking Seth freaking Rollins? Seth freaking Rollins. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about because that's what I'm doing too. I'm taking <laughs> Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Man. I like. I, I'm taking Seth Rollins. But, if, but if I was to take a, if I was to take a. The guy that I want to see show up in this match is um uh the tag team guy, the black guy. What's his name? Montez Ford. Mont- I want to see Montez show up in this match. He ain't gotta win it, but I need him to have a I need him to have a um Kofi Kingston moment in this match. Yes. I don't need him to win it, but I need you to have a Kofi Kingston moment in this match. You know who else I'm really pulling for? Johnny Gorgano. I think he's I think he's really underrated as a as a if you look at his his matches in NXT like he has some of the greatest matches in NXT when it comes to him winning the North American Championship and the NXT Championship and he went up against some of the best of the best that's in NXT from NXT that's in WWE right now so I would love to see Montez Ford and Johnny Gargano have good nights I don't care for Austin Theory I don't care for Brunson uh, Brunson Reed. And Damian Priest, I don't, I don't, I don't care for him either. I, I'm. I like Damian. I like Damian Priest. I like Damian Priest. Um, I liked him when he was by himself. No, no, I, I, I like their faction. Their faction is cool. I like their faction. I just need their faction to start fucking with somebody else's faction. Yes, that's all. Y'all, y'all still fighting these, these, you know, y'all uncles and shit. Uh, that's not <laughs> right. But I need y'all to fuck with somebody else's faction. Now. I need right. y'all to go make some noise. Like Finn Balor, you are a former WWE champ, and people would have counted you out because they kept saying you was too small. Then yeah. he made you go back to NXT and go fight people all over again. You're back now. It's time for you to go up there and start fucking with the big dogs. You beat Roman Reigns. You beat yeah. him. It's, it's time, time for you to put that. It's, it's time for you to put that paint on your motherfucking face and bring that wig out. And go beat and go beat the big dog. Mm. 
Mm, I like it. That's I like I'm it. I like it. I like it too. I think Finn Balor. Finn Balor. It's time for you to get back in title contention, bro. Right. It's time. It's time. I mean, at least at, at least you go fight. Uh, what's the man got the Intercontinental title? I well, like him too. Yeah, I, I like him. He he yeah, ain't the best on the I, mic. I was not a big fan of him at one point. And listen, he ain't the best on the mic, but that motherfucker wrestles. <laughs> I yeah. like. I like him. That motherfucker wrestles. Yes, he, he, he gives you old school style too. You know, yeah. Just, just brutally beat your ass. Right. I like. It. <laughs> he sure does, and I really thought that he was. Um, I really thought that he was going to win uh, the Royal Rumble. I really thought that. Yeah, he had me thinking that shit too. But we both take Seth Rollins in this match, so the women's. Elimination Chamber, which is the final match on this card. I'm not really a big fan Ooh, okay, of they this. Giving, okay, they giving the women some love. That's the two pay-per-views back-to-back when yeah. they got the uh, final I'm match. Big, okay. but, but the people that's in this Elimination Chamber, I don't think it should be main event. I mean, you have Oscar, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, Natalia, and Carmella. That shouldn't be no main event, in my opinion. Natalia. Natalia, Carmella, Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, Oscar, and Liv Morgan. Man, Oscar should win it, but she's not. So, and Liv Morgan is trying to get back in her title contention. Yeah. Uh, Natalia, you know what? It's, it's, in, it's in Canada. I'm going with Natalia. Ooh, you're going with the OG of this elimination I'm going with the OG. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going with the new face. I'm going with Raquel Rodriguez. Okay. I'm going with Raquel Rodriguez. That's, I, I think Oscar should get another shot at the title. Yes, I understand Liv Morgan trying to get back to title contention, but her person, I think her character got to evolve for her to be a champion again. I think you just did that. I, I, yeah, she's a little bit too happy for me. She's a little bit too happy for me. I think if she's like a hill. If she wins the championship, I think I'll like her wearing all black with the black jacket, be a badass. I like that. Because I think turning Becky Lynch Hill went wrong, in my opinion. So The man? I like the Becky Lynch the man. I like the man, but the character when she was Hill, I didn't like. Oh, okay. I didn't like her as the character in the Hill. I didn't like that. But... I think I'm going. I'm going with the underrated with Raquel Rodriguez. She's been getting a lot of momentum the last couple of weeks that I've been watching Friday Night SmackDown, which I'll be, which I'll be watching tonight to we'll see where it. the momentum we'll will be. At. So, um, I think she's. I think she she has the personality. She has a physical specimen, and I think you know another one that might be underrated is Nikki Cross too. Nikki Cross went back to her old ways instead of being that that, that superhero bullcrap that she used to be. I'm happy wow. she's back to her always. If she could get her psychotic ways the way it is, I think it's a possibility for her to win it, you know? But I'm I'm going with Raquel Rodriguez as, un, as an underrated. Okay. I'm sticking with the old head from Canada. Is that Canada? Oh, you're right. So that means if she wins, she has to face Charlotte at a pay-per-view before WrestleMania, right? There's another pay view before WrestleMania, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like the Elimination Chamber ain't in a 
a championship opportunity if you win the elimination chamber? From what I remember, fight, that's not what it used to be. Maybe she fight EST. But she on SmackDown, though. That's what I'm confused at. Because oh, Natalia's yeah, on SmackDown. They'll switch. Don't even worry about it. They'll switch. But you know, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they might switch it. They might switch it. Because if you look at these, these, um, these matches, some of them from Raw, some of them from SmackDown. So it's like mix and match. All right. So it's a, it's a possibility. We just got to see the scenarios of that. But just to just to rewind and let everybody know for the viewers and the listeners that we that will be watching this, we both picked Roman Reigns to win over Sami Zayn. We both picked Edge and Beth to win over Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I did. Yeah, we both picked Bobby Lashley to beat Brock Lesnar. You picked, we both picked Seth Rollins for the men's. And I think the only different one was the women's elimination chamber, which was you picking Natalia and I'm picking Raquel Rodriguez. So we on the road to WrestleMania, man. We are on the road to WrestleMania. I'll be doing a live stream with that on this channel. Like when it comes to major, like um, SummerSlam Survivor Series and stuff like that, I'll be doing a live watch parties on this channel for that. But. That's where we have it, man. Episode 8 is definitely in the books, man. I do want to thank you for taking the time out today to come on to this podcast, bro. It's been fun talking to you about sports, you know, the career of podcasting, talking about wrestling. It was a great conversation, man. I really thank you for, you know, taking time out today to come on the show. I want to thank you for having me on. You know, like I said, people will say, yo, let's collab, let's do it, but they won't do it. And I want to thank you for having me on. And I want to thank you, you know what I mean, that we get to collab and uh, we're going to do more shows together, trust me. You At some point, you'll be like, then I can't keep doing all these shows, but you won't say it. <laughs> like, then I, can't keep doing I have a show together. every day already because I even have a Raiders podcast that I do every Tuesday and I do this show every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, yeah, I feel like I have a show every day besides Thursday. Damn there. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't work, I don't work Thursdays, Fridays, and Sundays. I was See, I'm matter of fact, football, football football season is over, so I'm only Tuesday and Wednesday and Saturday now. But oh, so you're not interested in the XFL that starts tomorrow? You're not interested? No, uh, I'm gonna watch <laughs> it, but I'm not I'm not podcast interested. No. But I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I have my football channel where I'm I'm covering the USFL, college football, NFL. I'll cover all that on my football, just my strictly football channel. So yeah, I, I'll be I doing some XFL no stuff. Yeah, I ain't got nobody. I ain't got nobody um, on the XFL or that. But when when the NFL start on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday. Okay, we'll definitely, but we'll definitely talk behind the scenes. You know, getting back on each other's shows and stuff of that nature. But yeah, um, I want to thank everybody that tuned in to this podcast, episode eight of the Darian Hopkins Show. It was an awesome, awesome podcast. This is the second guest that I had on here. My first guest was my cousin, Bo Kimball, and his nephew, Jamar, Jabar Kimball. You know, if, if anybody don't know who Bo Kimball is, definitely look it up if you don't know who he is. Philadelphia basketball legend, and you could say. Uh, I'm just going to throw that out there. But I did do an interview with them in person. That was a great show. You're the second one on here, man. And like I said, we're gonna keep collabing, we're gonna keep working, we're gonna keep doing we keep doing this thing, man, until 
it, it gets higher and higher. It's just like I said, it's a marathon and not a sprint, man. But it was an honor to have you on the show. I really do appreciate it. Uh, yes, most definitely. Most definitely. And so thank you all for tuning in and uh, the job. And make sure y'all go over and subscribe to the Ignorant Thinkers podcast. Make sure y'all go watch that, man. They have some great, great shows over there. The link would definitely be in the description to subscribe to their channel. And for everybody... If you want to go to a sporting event, I have to throw this little promo in there. If you want to go to a sporting event or you want to go to a concert, make sure y'all go to SeatGeek and use the promo code SRT. You get your first $20 off on your purchase of any sporting event or any concert that is on SeatGeek. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the D Hopkins Show. And make sure you go follow us on um, Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts at the Darian Hopkins Show. We're out of here, y'all. Thank y'all for having us, and we'll see y'all on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here at the Darian Hopkins Show. We out of here, y'all. Peace, love, and blessings, and we out.